Welcome to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I am an educator, speaker, mentor, and author. I believe in the importance of helping children reach their potential so they will become well-rounded, intelligent citizens with positive influence and impact in society. Join me to hear from experts who can help give parents access to the best skills, strategies, tools, and resources to help their children be successful and ultimately excel in the world. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to um, my podcast, my uh, Reaching Your Child's Potential podcast. And today we have a guest on. I'm excited to introduce uh, Miss Emily Shaver. She is an educator. Hi, Emily. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? Thank you for joining us today. Um, Let me introduce Emily and her background. She's a seven-year veteran teacher. Certified in language arts and social sciences, she has taught a combination of sixth and seventh grade language arts classes ranging from remedial, general, advanced, accelerated, and gifted ed education. Wow, that's a lot. And she is a graduate of Georgia State University with a master's in education, woohoo, my alma mater, and is currently working on her specialist degree in education, I believe from Georgia Southern, is that right? That's correct. Okay. Emily believes in fostering a love of reading and writing within her students. We all know how important that is, audience. She underscores the importance of reading to serve as a cornerstone in reaching students' full potential across all academic areas. Welcome, uh, Emily, to the show. I appreciate you joining us. I know your time is limited being you are a teacher, and this was a great time for us to bring you on. How are, how's everything Thank you. going? Thank you for having me. It's going well, thanks. Just on a Thanksgiving break here. Um, Right. Yeah. So I know this show would air uh, later, but uh, all of my shows are recorded. So we are recording during the week of Thanksgiving. Um, So let me uh, start by asking you to tell the audience how you started. Where did you begin in this journey of education, being a teacher and how it got you to the point you're at right now? And of course, you do not have to mention what school you're in. Yeah. So. I started out in college taking some creative writing courses. I enjoyed journaling on my own and working with children. So it just seemed to be a natural fit. Um, And that led me to, um, I did some interning within Bolton County and um, for student teaching. And then, you know, entered into um, a position there, so. Cool. And uh, so you have a psychology background as well, correct? Correct, yes. So um, I I have an undergraduate in psychology, um, which I think um, helps um, in the education field as well. Oh, I'm sure. I I bet you use some of that (laughs) with students. (laughs) So let's uh, let's begin talking about, um, so Creative writing is something uh, I wanted to bring Emily on to discuss, um, and uh, we find that as educators to be very important. It's something that's kind of missing a little bit over time. It's been dropped through um, the curriculum because, hey, let's just be honest, language arts 
it's important to read and write and they're going to tailor a curriculum to what is needed to know for a, a big test such as the Georgia milestones. So what are areas that you see that middle grade students, let's say, need to work on the most when it comes to language arts, Ms. Emily? I think that that creative writing piece um, really um, hits, um, kind of hits the nail, you know, on the head, if that's the expression. But um, I think that kind of thinking outside of the box, um, knowing that it's okay to take risks, um, students will sometimes ask like, well, how many paragraphs or how long does this need to be? And um, instead of kind of focusing on the quality and the creativity and the process of it. Um, so I think in adding details um, to their writing um, seems to be missing, you know, taking it further, elaborating um, on things um, in their writing, developing and um you know, developing characters, setting, and really just enjoying that process. Um, I think that that rush of time is, um, they feel it too in the classroom. Um, because like you said, we have the standardized testing, we have testing galore, we have diagnostic testing, you know, it, it's happening um, all the time. Every time we turn, it, it happens. So and as an educator, you have to meet the standards, right? Because that's what they're going to be tested on. So it sounds like that's all elements of a story, correct? Like uh, conflict, setting, characters, right. theme. Um, I'm trying to plot, <laughs> the main thing, plot. So yeah. um, like give us an example of like what you see students are doing and then how they can, because you talked about details and how can they elaborate on details? Can you give us an example of what you see and then how you would change it as an educator or teach it to tell kids to cooperate mm -hmm. more. Because yeah. I know it's a big sixth grade problem, especially. And right. if they're not corrected as they're moving up from elementary to middle, then they continue on that path of not elaborating. Right. So um, instead of just kind of briefly mentioning about a conflict with the character, um, you know, actually adding in the dialogue that, um, that the character would be saying to another character and that character responding, um, um, which adds characterization and just more authenticity to the writing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the dialogue piece is, is a huge one um, to add that in. Mm -hmm. They're probably not used to doing that too much because they're probably not really taught that much in elementary school to do dialogue. Right. They'll talk and we have dialogue, but they're not thinking about putting it into a story. Right. right. Yeah. Why should parents uh, have, uh, I know we're talking about creative writing. Um, if there's a creative writing workshop and, and we're introducing one through Dynamis Learning Academy, um, why would parents have their child join a creative writing workshop, for instance? Mm -hmm. Well, first off, like you had said, um, there's really um, limitation in the classroom. Um, uh, teachers want to do more. I guarantee you that. They they want to be able to um, develop the skills more with students, but um, the curriculum is so tight. Um, so a time, a time issue, would you say? It's a time, right. Um, I would say first off, um, you know, next, I just think that it develops some important skills um, for students um, as they're developing, um, especially, you know, in those middle grade years. Um, but at any time, even, it um, can 
help them um, problem solve, critically think. Um, it allows them um, the skill of empathy to develop that, um, which is super important. Um, and to understand multiple perspectives um, can really help um, your child be a better communicator and just overall um, be successful in whatever they choose to do later in life, even if it's not related to, criti- um, to creative writing or language arts. Um, so it, it can definitely, um, I think, just help them in, across the board and other subjects as well, um, you know, to go further on that too. So what are the, what, what would you say are some benefits to um, creative writing for kids? There are like several benefits I know. Yeah. Um, of, yeah. Going right. Going back to that. Um, I think emotional piece um, and empathy building. Um, I think it's a great outlet um, and um, allows students um, to connect, I think in a different way um, with others mm-hmm. um, builds confidence and um I just self-expression, I would say, right? We're talking about like emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a therapeutic tool. Um, and uh, I think that um, again, the communication. I think thinking outside of the box. Um, I think people, you know, appreciate others that have other solutions to things. So I think it helps build that. Yeah, it's uh, the marketable, you know. Um, some things like, yeah, when you said thinking outside the box, I know that's like an imagination booster, let's say. So they discover alternatives and new solutions, like you were just saying, to problems and thinking innovatively and pushing some boundaries that they normally maybe wouldn't do. And then they can turn it into a product, right? So exactly. most of our directors of movies and big book writers and authors are, they started off probably writing a piece a simple piece and then turned it into something more to make money off of. (laughs) So uh, a big thing is to, if they're really good at it, they can turn it into a book or into a child's book or into a, just a a piece like a a movie possibly, or a TV series. Exactly. That that sense of accomplishment, you know, is um, I think is huge too, is a huge piece to it. I also wrote down some other things such as uh, gaining extensive vocabulary. If we're going back to academics, understanding uh, mechanics of reading and writing. So obviously Mm -hmm. any type of writing will do that. Right. Right. Uh, Leading to success in many other areas. How would it do that? Like math, sciences, other things like that. Can you explain to our audience how it would help with the math and the sciences? Yeah, I think, um, you know, even though a lot of times with math, there is, um, it's a little bit more, um, it's not as open-ended, but I think that there are multiple ways to solving things um, in it still. Um, So I think, I just think building those critical thinking skills is important um, in any subject. It, It has a versatility that extends um, you know, even beyond academics, I think, um, into the real world. Mm-hmm. And then empathy, communication skills, uh, wrote down when using ima- imaginary characters 
and setting, you also imagine personalities, the emotions, we talked about emotions, places and walks of life outside of your own. So that helps with the empathy piece, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then also better mental, emotional and physical health. Expressive writing helps with mental, emotional, physical health benefits. It alleviates stress levels. So a lot of people like to cook, right? To relieve stress levels. I know my husband likes to cook. Not me, that doesn't help alleviate stress for me, but some some kids may use writing as a way to alleviate stress and can like ward off some severe illnesses possibly that might develop otherwise. Would you say writing can be therapeutic? I, I think so, yes. Anything, you know, especially, I think especially with the arts, um, just it's a great outlet tool, like I had here. And I was looking at some other benefits. I mean, it's amazing what creative writing can do for kids. I'm just like developing a mindset that's focusing on learning from mistakes and welcoming challenges rather than thinking you're doomed or you're unskilled because creative writing is not right or wrong necessarily. Correct. Correct. And I think that it, um, it encourages further learning too. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really important. Um, it's more about the process than about getting it right or wrong, you know, and, and continuing learning. So. And definitely builds, uh, I'd say, self-confidence. I think you mentioned uh, confidence, which is something that I, over my 25 years experience of education, I, I see that a lot of children lack confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a process, you know, especially in those middle school years, which is what the age group I teach, um, they're trying to get into their own and, um, you know, peers are very important to them and, um, you know, um, fitting in, but they also um, yearn to have their own uniqueness and to be their own person and coming, you know, coming into themselves. So, yes. Yeah. Especially sixth graders. Mm -hmm. So, um, what makes you highly qualified to uh, teach, let's say, um, a creative writing type workshops? So, like you had mentioned earlier, Helen, I'm in um, I'm in my eighth year, so I have seven full years of um, English language arts teaching experience in sixth and seventh grade across a variety of levels, including remedial, on level. Um, advanced, accelerated, gifted education. So um, I've taught all levels, which means a lot of differentiation and um, having to cater to multiple skill sets. Um, I think that I just have a natural love and passion. Like I said, um, that's what got me into the field to begin with. So uh, I think the authenticity piece is there for me and the love of it. And then um, I'm currently pursuing my specialist degree um, also, like you had mentioned. So that's in English education. Uh, so that's a six-year degree in in the field. So uh, I'm currently learning and studying as I'm teaching, which is always helpful, I think. And when you were a young girl, can you think back when you were maybe even in middle school yourself or high school, would you pick up a pen, maybe a tablet? Did you do journaling or did you find yourself wanting to write a lot more about whatever? I don't Absolutely. know. Yes, absolutely. I kept a journal um, 
a diary, if you will. I definitely did that. And I just, I loved it. It, um, it gave me great accomplishment and um, being able to go back and read it um, was kind of cool because it's like your, you know, life story and reliving it. And being, yeah, I remember that, you know, so it definitely has, um, you know, I definitely uh, have a, a, a passion for that, even from a young age. And I think it has its value for sure. Do you think you attribute that to a certain teacher possibly from young or just something? I'm wondering what, what might've uh, sparked that uh, fire. In, yeah, in I, I think um, I did have um, my sixth grade teacher um, noticed my creative writing um, and had conferenced with me, had pulled me aside um, to encourage me to do more. She was really big on, she made like a, um, a bind, uh, she like bounded our fairy tales and different creative stories and would give them to us like each student. So she was really big on that. And then when I went into middle school, um, same, my middle school teacher just kept encouraging me and really noticed my writing skills, um, you know, and, um, just, you know, just, kept that light going, that fire burning. And so, yeah. I remember having my uh, language arts students do a, uh, a writing piece and we got it bounded into a book. And I have a couple of them still in my uh, closet here. And I look yeah. at it every so often. They had to illustrate the front of it. And it was sent out to a company and came back as a book for them. And yeah, that's so special for them. They can keep it, you know, for like. Well, I even put some of them in our media center for a while. It was great. <laughs> I just had a interview earlier today that somebody interviewed me where they talked about their child. He's very uh, left brain. And so a STEM type child, but she's encouraging him to draw and do other things using the right brain, which is important to kind of use both. Of course, a child's going to gravitate toward one or the other more so, but her mom was an art teacher. And so she wants to make sure that she doesn't only have the rock, the drawing pieces of her mother's artwork on the walls, but then while he's drawing, cause he's a kindergartner, she also puts his work up near her mom's so that so he can honor what he's drawn as well. And, and I think a lot of the school systems, unfortunately are going away from this whole, the artsy using the right brain more. So we, we hear yeah. more about STEM and STEAM right. and looking that side of the, really the left brain. Our, our society's kind of gone more technology right. and all of that. And we seem to be leaving the right brain behind somewhat. And that's, as a business owner, I couldn't do what I'm doing with Don Miss Learning Academy without having both brains. Why? Because I wouldn't have been able to invent, let's say, a creative writing workshop and put that together. That takes more of my right brain than it does my left, mm -hmm. kind of a little bit of both. Um, that's that's really important for parents, I think, to understand how it. I agree with pushing kids toward their strengths, right? Oh, absolutely. Got to bring in the balance here and there mm -hmm. as well, because that will serve them well moving into their careers. Right. We certainly have a need for the math, the sciences and technology in this day and time, without a doubt. I think you bring up a good point, too. I, I have read research that says, you know, when students um, or anyone really thinks outside of their comfort level and the way that they typically learn, the learning process process actually uh, accelerates or maybe even 
um, allows them to learn more um, because it's out of their comfort zone. So it's kind of interesting to think about too. Yeah, because I think I was more left brain. I love math and mm -hmm. I focus more on probably using the left brain, but over time teaching gifted yeah. students and just being around more creative things, I've moved more toward the left. And I, yeah. again, when I've been able to do this show, possibly, I script now every single day for my business and just my life. And I doing online workshops, like a K through eight online writing workshop. We're going to talk about the creative writing workshop uh, in a few minutes for uh, fifth through eighth graders. And, um, I'm right. I'm going to be writing a book. Is writing my favorite thing to do in the world? No, probably not. But I also see the benefit toward, toward doing and using the right brain as well. Yeah. I'm sure you see kids. Do you find that kids that are more STEM left brain children, do they have difficulty producing the writing? Would you say the creative writing and bringing out the side of their brain? It depends. I mean, some students, it can depend on their attitude too about it. Like they may say, I'm not good at this, you know, or, um, and then of course I have to work with that confidence piece of, yes, you are, you know, um, uh, because, and they are, they just don't know it, but they can definitely develop those skills, um, and surpass their peers that are naturally good at it. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, I find that the ones that are more mathematical, um, right-brained, they tend to be better at that more informational writing, the step-by-step. -step. Yeah. Right. Whereas the left brain, the left other brain. creative writers and left brainers can struggle more with that because it's very structured. So it can depend. Yeah. So the left brain, yeah, they, they're going to bring out, I used to do this activity. I had a left brain and a right brain. It was actually a brain. And when they'd read a story, I'd say, do list now all the facts and what you've learned from reading this story on the left brain. On the right side here, on the right brain, now I want you to use your feelings, emotions, you know, how do the characters react to one another? And then I'd make them use both brains to do the assignment. That's really neat. I like that. I don't know if I can ever find it again. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, fifth through eighth grade creative writing workshop for parent, you know, for parents to listen to this. Cause I find this is, you know, this is something I, I we felt like is important to roll out. We're going to do that in January and the dates of those right now are going to be January 9th, 12th and 16th, just to start off this uh, creative writing workshop. We will have others as well. Um, and you can check my website for those um, as they come up or get on my email list um, and email me at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com um, and uh, reach out to me for future dates if you can't make this January one. But Emily, talk about a little bit because I know you're going to be teaching this uh, creative writing workshop for fifth through eighth graders. Tell us a little bit about, don't give away too much of what you're doing, but give us a little, little piece of what it's going to involve. And how many days? It's three, right? Three hours, three different days? Right. Yes. So it will involve going through the um, steps of the plot diagram, um, which is the sequence that most stories follow. So understanding that pattern um, will certainly help with the creative um, writing process and um, de developing the plot diagram um, with a story. Um, a creative story and filling that out and then coming back and um, creating a board. Okay. 
the product. The storyboard and, and then turning that into a, a product. Right. Yeah. And so we're hoping that they, uh, the, the culminating, uh, I'll say product would be, they may then turn this into a movie, into a book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that they could turn this into? I guess, like I said, a TV series, uh, yeah, they could definitely extend it. Um, you know, especially if they have, um, you know, if they want to further develop it and keep going with it. If Maybe have- blog, become a blogger mm-hmm. about something in particular, yeah. subject matter, just like yeah. I write blogs. Well, that's right. awesome. So parents, I hope you join us. There'll be an Eventbrite link that's attached to this video uh, above or below and um, you can click on that and register for that course. Um, there'll be a discount if you have two or more kids that join us. Uh, again, it's for fifth through eighth graders because we feel like, you know, fifth grade is developed enough and know enough about writing to be able to do this. And it'll help them with skills they're going to actually focus on some more in sixth and seventh grade. So um, these are all tools and strategies that we're going to use, you know, Emily's going to use with kids that they'll see again, for sure, in, um, in their classrooms. So thank you very much, Emily. Anything else you'd like to uh, add that we might have not covered? Um, um, I, think we, I think we could probably cover it at all. Um, but if there's any questions, they can certainly reach out to you. Um, yeah, and I can get you the questions and you can answer them. Yeah. So thank you very much, Emily, um, for joining us. And uh, parents, please, again, uh, look out for the link for the Creative Writing Workshop. Uh, again, we'll start that. We'll do that in early January when the kids return back from the holiday break. And then we're going to present it again um, in before the school year is out. Um, so if you can't join us then, things will, the sessions will be recorded. So if you miss one, you definitely catch up. There are gonna be little homework assignments because of course we can't teach them some and not have them put it into action and actually practice it. So they should assume they're gonna to have to do a little bit of something as well. So take care everyone. And we hope you have a great rest of the day. And um, thank you again, Ms. Emily for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Whenever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to dynamuslearningacademy.com slash podcast. You may also contact me if you need tutoring assistance for your child. I may be reached at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.